Where were we? What were we doing? Where are we going? What is next? That's a good question. I was about to come into a great windfall of gold. Um, I don't, I don't remember. That's not in my notes. I feel like I was about to get out of conversation. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is definitely not in my notes. <laughs> Welcome to the Legends of Loam. I am your host and Game Master, Jonathan Banner. I'm Joel, and I play Maud Brattle, level 4 Great Old One Warlock. I'm Heather, and I play Willow Lightstep, the level 4 Thief Rogue. Hi, I'm Matt. I play Barnabas Bulwark, the level 4 Devotion Paladin. The story so far. Our three heroes wake up to find themselves in a strange place. A series of trials to test their skills. They have no personal belongings with them, however they are surrounded by pedestals filled with items of all sorts. After some brief examination and a few good skill checks, they seem to be magical items associated with the different deities of the realm. Willa grabs the first shiny object she can find, the Circlet of Milia, the god of civilization and family. Maud searches for a deity he knows and chooses the Bracelet of Acor, the god of the sea. Barnabas looks around for a weapon and finds the hilt of Amuto, the deity of transformation magic. They work together to get through the trials, but eventually they find themselves in an arena where they must fight to the death. Or poof, as people seem to disappear the second they drop unconscious. In the last few moments, Maud is able to get the upper hand with his magic and is the last man standing. They all wake up from this dream, holding on to the magical item that they had chosen. The next day, our heroes stumble across each other in the real world, in the city of Kingsland. Barnabas is in the service of Melia at the local temple, Willa is transporting a large crate of suspicious origin across the continent, and Maud, well, Maud is looking for answers after a chance encounter with a creature of ancient origins. As they meet and discuss what happened, the High Priestess of Melia tells them the best place to find the answers is in Hightower, which is, you know, conveniently where both Maud and Willow were already headed. Our heroes set out, but along the way trouble finds them, and the crate Willow is transporting is stolen, and they rush off to find the thieves. After a full two episodes of hijinks, they retrieve the box and discover what is inside. An unusual sword that seems impossibly sharp, and highly impractical to use. Seriously, it's got this swinging blade thing that makes it incredibly dangerous to anyone near it, including the wielder. Anyway. After they rush off into the night, they have finally made their way to Hightower, the capital of the human continent. So when last we left off, Maud and Barnabas were down in the underground libraries in Hightower with Vil Battlestone, who is a, a fairly high up priestess of Scientia. The Temple of Scientia looks after the library at least the temple libraries. There are other libraries in this city. And we left Willa up in the temple area. If you remember, it's almost like a bunch of bank teller lines kind of thing with altars behind curtains that acolytes would usher in one person or a group of people at a time. But there is also some desks and waiting areas to the side, which is where Willa was left. You had talked to someone. I talked to a random acolyte who had yes. seen them going off but didn't really have any access to getting any money. Yes, he was going to go see what he could 
figure out. But other than that, you were just kind of left there. Yep. All right. I mean, we were kind of, unfortunately, at a natural dead zone. Like, <laughs> there's just not much going on. Barnabas and uh, Maud, you guys are kind of... Vil is pretty much keeping you guys there until you tell her all of your story. She's holding us hostage. Pretty much. She is. She did tell one of the acolytes down there to bring you guys some food and drink. <laughs> um, so you're not going to starve, but you, unfortunately you guys are stuck there. So I think, Willa, how long would you wait? Does this area have a normal closing time? Where like people are stopping coming in and stuff? It slows down in Peter's, you know, and it's, but they never, like, they never put up a close sign or anything. There is a changing of shifts of acolytes, mm-hmm. but it looks like this place is pretty much open 24-7. Um, you get the feeling that the acolytes that drew the short straws are have the midnight shift. I think after a while, the acolyte you had been talking to comes back and he's like, um... As as far as I know, they're in the um, the great library with um, Priestess Battlestone. Um, I I I don't have clearance to take you down there though. And um, one of one of my higher ups has gone to um, go down and see if he can find her. But it's a very um, large library. Okay, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for them. Would you just give them a message that I'm going to go find something to eat and a place to crash, and I will look for them in the morning? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to bustle on out and try to find an inn. <laughs> All right. What quality of inn are you looking for? Treat mm. yourself. No. <laughs> Too stuffy. Something fairly moderate. Okay. Um, but not too far from where they are. So remember, this is the City of Tears. Yes. Um, you guys, yes, not crying, but... <laughs> wow. Um, you're on this tier. This is where the libraries and the... Or this is where the temples and the colleges are. The lower you go, the cheaper, but mm-hmm. also the lower class. Uh, so you could probably find something here... For an amount of money that I'm sure the PHB talks about, but <laughs> do I have that pulled up? <laughs> Not really. If you want a comfortable place, then that is eight silver a night. For a modest, it is five silver. For wealthy, it is two gold. That is excessive. We'll go for something relatively comfortable. Okay. That's probably actually at this level or the one right below it. Okay. Is there anything specific you're looking for at a tavern, or are you looking for, like, the closest one? Something nearby, um, relatively nondescript, not, like, a bunch of craziness going on. Place where I can just get a meal, and a hot bath, and relax, and not have trouble. Okay. Why don't you roll me a perception? Woo, because that's my best. (laughs) Oh. Okay, never mind. Nat 20. Oh, nice. Um, (laughs) Wasted that? (laughs) <laughs> cool uh, you find a place called the Dagger's Point which you immediately recognize in their so they've got the sign hanging over the door and whatnot. you immediately recognize some thieves can't symbols in there that basically means this is a place of thieves but thieves look after each other you won't get burgled 
Like, no one is going to take anything from you here because everyone else would literally gang up on them. Works for me. Yeah. Sign me up. Um, as long as you go in and, like, they know you're mm. kind of... you. As long as you slip some thieves can't in while you're talking about getting a room, you'll be fine. If you just go in and look, like, starry-eyed and whatnot, <laughs> you're going to get robbed completely. Cool. I think we can manage that. Yeah. And I will give them one gold if they will throw in food and a bath. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Eventually, <laughs> she finishes with you two, but she tells you not to leave. Uh, don't leave the city. I am sure I will have some follow-up questions as well as I would like you to read through this and see if I missed anything. Um, as well as I'm sure I have a couple colleagues who would love to uh, know a few more things. But she has some of the acolytes take you up to... There are some guest quarters of... Kind of of the temple itself. But there are some decently nice rooms. They do put you two in a room together. But two separate beds. And it's got its own bath. And fairly decent accommodations. And they do tell you that if you need anything, just let them know. But you guys have been fed. So yeah, you two are in more or less... Think of like a decent hotel room. Um, you know, you're not looking out over the ocean or anything. There's no great views or anything. You're pretty much looking out onto the courtyard of the temple grounds. But these are decent beds. We're at like a day's end. Yeah. 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 The silence, regardless, is a nice respite. Yes. And uh, it's not the ground. You're not sleeping in bedrolls or that's, anything that's like that anymore. Okay. So what are you two doing? You're I'm just... going to take a bath. Okay. Well, while he's doing that, I'll probably just go through some of my notes, make some uh, notes on what's been happening through the day, and uh, yeah, whenever he's done, probably take a bath of my own and go to bed. Awesome. The night goes fairly uneventful. Has anybody passed on my message to them, or did that get lost in the <laughs> shuffle? Uh, no. Um, probably about like as you're finishing your bath and whatnot, you hear a knock at the door. And there's an acolyte there that looks like he's just been given the runabout. And he tells you guys that a young halfling woman was here by the name of Willa. She said she was looking for you guys and that she would look for you tomorrow morning. But tonight she's just going to go stay at in, uh, at some tavern. She did not say where. We forgot to tell her about Willa. Whoops. Mm. You know, I, you, you kind of took the lead on that. So I think some, some of that fault uh, goes more towards you. Okay. <laughs> but I was excited. That we, now that we have that settled. Alrighty. While I'm at the inn, yes. I would like to actually kind of make the rounds in the downstairs general common area and just ask if anyone has any knowledge about this Bray Dargan since this individual seems to have not shown up in the usual places for a couple days. Gotcha. Roll me a persuasion. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nat one. Okay. Which I can re-roll. Yep. That's a 13. Could okay. Be could be a nat one. It could be. People know her, but they have not seen her recently. Okay. It's not like everyone knows her, but you hear from like two or three different groups of people in the tavern. Mm. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I know her. She's a... Uh, well... I don't know where she is. Uh, last I heard, she was uh, getting ready to take on a, a fairly big job, but I don't know any details of it. Gotcha. And you would know through Thieves Can't that it's 
yeah. Yeah. If this it's is not, here. yes, <laughs> it's it may not be like stealing. It may be something else. They they don't know any details, but you know it is not a leg, completely legitimate job. Okay, dokes. Well, that at least gives me some direction. Nobody knows like a home or anything like that for her. With a thirteen, probably not. They don't trust you enough to tell you. If if they do know, they're not just gonna tell you. Legit. Not with a not with that. So one thing I did want to say is. If you guys ever get stumped and want to roll a luck roll, you guys are certainly welcome to ask that. Or if there's a situation where you can't think of a great skill for it, but want to try that, that's perfectly fine. Cool. I want it to be more like a tangible skill mm-hmm. that you guys can call on, but at the same time, not. it's not something that you're going to use every single day. Like, I'm not just going to let you guys skip out on doing any other types of rolls and only do luck rolls. I feel like that would go badly for me anyhow. <laughs> yeah. I will say every time, and I'm just implementing this now mm-hmm. because I've been thinking about it all day. Every time you succeed at a luck roll, your percentage goes down by 10. So it's hard to do them in succession. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. <laughs> all right. Um, uh He's rolling. I am rolling. I rolled pretty badly. That's good. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Willa, you are awoken in the middle oh. of the night by someone is in your room looking through your stuff. What on earth are you doing? Get out of here. And they proceed to run out the door. Okay. I'm going to check over my stuff and call Thief as okay. loudly as I can. Give me a quick perception check. The sword's still there. It looks like everything is still there. That's the important part. Okay. The proprietor of the the tavern comes into your room pretty quickly. He's like, what? Uh, do you know who it was? Did What did they take? I didn't catch anything, and um, it looks like everything's here. I think I caught them in time. But there was definitely somebody in here going through my stuff. Sorry about that. Um, if... You can have another night on the house if you are inclined to stay. I appreciate um, it. Some of our clientele would prefer not to stay in a place when someone got um, into their rooms, but some people... Lightning never hits the same tree twice. Fair enough. I appreciate the offer. Uh, and then he will leave you to your sleep. Alright, I will try to barricade the door slightly just in case. Okay. Should sleep on top of the box, mm. or just cuddle the very, very sharp sword. Mm. Sounds like a solid idea. Yep. Okay. For you two, the night goes fairly uneventful. Nothing else wakes you up, Willa. And when you get up, it doesn't look like anyone else has been in this room. Okay. Yep. So in the morning, an acolyte is at Barnabas and Maud's door, letting you know that uh, breakfast is being served in the uh, mess hall. And that you guys are welcome to join. That Priestess Battlestone would like to talk to you later this afternoon. But for this morning, um, she is busy talking to her colleagues. You can find... And he tells you where her her office is. But most of the time she spends it in the actual um, temple area itself at those desks. 
Mm-hmm. And if she's not either of those places, she's probably in the library, and an acolyte can certainly point you to where she is. Very well. We can do your thing today, Maud, if you want to. Yes, I suppose. We can uh, should probably find Willa at some point. I keep forgetting about her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like I can hear her telling me how rude I am. I think she'll sit by until after breakfast. Okay. To me, the com- comedic thing here would be for you guys to just miss each other again. But how are you two trying to find Willa? Are you just going to uh, wait? And if so, how long? It's a, it's a good question. Um, I would think she would maybe come back towards the temple, or at least like hang out outside of it for a little bit. Well, if you want, we can. Uh, I can go to the wizard's tower and you can stay here and wait for Willa. I'll wait for Willa. Okay. So yeah, I am tired enough from having been awakened in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. annoyed enough with him that I don't care. Okay. Um, so I'm going to like sleep in at least a little bit and grab a leisurely breakfast. Okay. So I'll probably head out <laughs> to the temple area like nine-ish. Okay. Uh, then we'll jump to Maud. Okay. And when we get to a climactic point in that, we'll cut away. <laughs> you know, as you do. Okay. Right. So, Maud. So, I, uh, after breakfast, um, I guess I will be heading over to the Wizards School. Alright. So, the Wizards University here in Hightower, it's on the same tier as the temples, um, but kind of on the opposite side of the castle, so you kind of have to take the long way around. So, it's a decent walk, and it's a fairly crowded morning at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, people are out and about doing their daily stuff. Yeah. So at this tier, you've got your, like, this is where your full merchants are. This is where your shops, like, your full walk-in shops. There's hardly any, like, there's hardly any stalls set up in the street or anything like that. This is all, if there was not glass windows, then there's at least large shutters that they've pulled aside so people can look inside. There's also a good number of, there's smaller shops, but it's like, Mage for hire, or small incantations kind of things for from different wizards. Either, like, small enchanting objects for, like, everyday use, be it, like, a stone that the, the spell light has been cast on enough times that it is perpetually glowing, um, so you could have light in your house even at night, or any small stuff like that. You also oh. see several signs for, like, wizard tutoring, or... Teach your, you know, see if your child has the magical gift kind of thing. These are the, the wizards who got their wizarding degree and then couldn't get a job where they wanted, so... That or, you know, they kind of peeked out at a certain <laughs> tier of, uh, you know, so they're, they're decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see any fortune tellers or divinators here like you kind of see at the lower tiers. These are the people who are like, oh, yes, I have enough magical power to enchant some small objects at the very least. Or, you know, I can help teach people enough that the Wizarding College will actually be interested in them. (laughs) But they're certainly not selling any high-grade magic items or going out and banishing demons or anything (laughs) like that. Gotcha. Yep. You make your way around the city until you get to... The Wizarding University. It's a bunch of low buildings and then very tall towers. Like, a lot of very tall towers. Uh, varying heights. There's at least 12 towers here. 
It's a lot of towers. Yeah. Uh, like the smallest one is about four stories tall, and the tallest one might be eight with varying heights in betweens, and a few of them with scaffolding even built up on the top of it. Which is great and seems normal until you realize that you're also up at like three tiers of this mountain. So the initial height is a fairly good um, height as well. I mean, you're about 80 feet above the, where the river lies. None of them are taller than the castle itself, um, which is still a good ways above you. There is a very simple wrought iron fence around it and a um, small arch, like wrought iron stonework archway that seems to be the main entrance into the, the campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I will approach it. Is there anyone standing there, like, as a guard or anything? Um, you see a fairly, fairly lowly-looking wizard standing there, handing out pamphlets. <laughs> I see. Well, are there, like, people coming through? Occasionally, but not many. Okay, well, if there's one coming through conveniently, if not, then I'm, never mind. But if there's one coming through conveniently, um, I'd like to, like, slip past them so I can avoid the glance of the pamphlet guy. Okay. Roll me a stealth. Okay. Uh, that's a 12. Okay. He seems fairly like he's been out here for probably a while and he does not notice you slipping in. The guy you kind of snuck behind does notice you and once you get a little ways into the campus grounds he kind of reaches out a hand and touches your shoulder and is like, um, I, I understand you not wanting to talk to um, him, but uh, may I help you? Uh, well, uh, I actually was looking for the library. I have a letter from uh, Volman from... I can't, uh, Friedport? Friedport, yes. Oh, um, yes. Uh, I'm actually headed kind of that way. I'll walk with you. Oh, very well. Thank you. Name generator. Because this guy probably has a name. I'm not (laughs) I'm not promising it, but he probably has a name. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. As you are looking at this guy, you know, staring deep into his eyes. Um or whatever. No. What? He appears to be a half elf, uh, judging by his ears. Decently young. It's a little hard to tell. Maybe Since he's a half, half elf, elf and all. Maybe 20, 30, 40, somewhere in there. Half elf. <laughs> all the good looks of an elf. All of the horrible lifespan of a human. But as, as you guys are walking across the campus, for one thing, this campus was not planned well at all. <laughs> it seems more like whenever there was space around here that like someone was trying to sell a house, they just kind of bought it and then built it up and added a tower. In fact, a lot of the towers don't match the building materials and construction of the lower part of the building that they're attached to. Some of them literally look like, one of them you're fairly certain was a blacksmith's shop. And then they added a tower and like walled in the area with the forge. So, as you're walking, uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Alzarin. Alzarin. A-L-Z-A-R-E-N. Hmm. Pleasure to meet you. I'm, I'm Maud. Oh, pleasure. Uh, 
May I ask what uh, what area of study are you here for? Um, we we do not get many people from well from other universities, let alone from another continent. Yes. Uh, well, I'm searching for some uh, rather specific material that I was told I could find here. Um, I'm not sure exactly where I will find it, but I'm sure that I'm sure that if I look around enough, it should be findable. Most knowledge is if you know where to look. <laughs> Being as vague as possible. Mm-hmm. Promisingly cryptic. Are Are you trying to stay quiet, or are you asking him questions, or are you just kind of like you want him to point the direction and then leave? That's kind of more what it is. Yeah. Okay, just. Give me where I need to go. He asks you a couple more questions and then gets the cold shoulder. And he's like, well, um, I'm headed over this way. But if you see that that large building over there that kind of looks like a warehouse. Yes. That That is the library. Ah, well, thank you. Yes. If you have any trouble, um, or if I can help in any way, just let me know. I'm around here. Um, I'm still in my studies, but uh, I know my way around this campus fairly well. Well, thank you for the offer. I'll be be sure to let you know if I have any issues. And he walks off. And I walk towards the warehouse. Yes. Alrighty. Give me a perception check on this warehouse. Okay. Three. <laughs> Solid. Is that a crit fail? No, that's a... I was plus zero. Oh, okay. My wisdom is not great. You almost lose sight of the building. <laughs> but uh, just because you kind of get distracted by some of these other buildings and like what they were before and then like just how the, the weird transformation yes and how close some of the buildings are and then how far apart some of them are and then like there's almost like someone built like a shack in the middle of the street for whatever reason but then that's been shored up and bricks have been added to it and stuff like that <laughs> Eventually you get to a large warehouse door, but it looks like someone has cut and installed a smaller person-sized door in it. You notice a fair amount of runes and everything around it as well, but that's most of these places. In this campus, anyway. The door is unlocked. You walk in. Okay. There is a fairly large desk with a... Um, yeah, let's have fun with that. Um, with a... Fairly small um, beholder sitting, floating behind it. Um, the be well, glad uh, I didn't come with you. <laughs> the beholder is mm, roughly about four foot in diameter, and it has several books floating around it, and each eye stalk is looking in a different book. When it hears the door, it turns, and its main eye looks at you. There's this uh, moment of, like, do I just go back out, or do I just like, go in? Uh, hi, is this the wizard's library? Well, yes, yes, it is. How may I help you? Um, well, who, who are you? Uh, my name is Doug Holm. Can, can you do, how is that pronounced? D-H-O-G. D-H-O-G. H-U-L-N. Daghorn. Daghorn. Uh, I am the master librarian here. Ah, I see. Yes. How may I help 
you. You, I do not believe I've seen in here before. I'm not a student here, um, ah. but I have a letter from uh, Woolman from Freedport. You feel a slight tug on the letter, and if you let go, it just kind of floats from the letter. But in the... Given the books, it's like, yes. okay, I see what's happening. I'm not okay with it, <laughs> but I see what's happening. It floats over and opens itself in midair, and one eye stalk like, switches from a book to look at it. While the large eye is main, completely focused on you, it slowly blinks, which is kind of disconcerting because it's this thing looks like it's 75% eye <laughs> and it just blinked at you. Ah, uh, yes, Volman. Uh, it's been many a year since I've seen him, but uh, how is he doing? Well, last I saw, he was doing fairly well. Good, good. Any student of Volman's is uh, welcome here. How how can I help you? Where can I direct you to? Well, um, can I do an insight check on him? Absolutely. Given my incredible wisdom, that's a total of 12. Okay, what are you wanting to know? Like, what are you trying First to... First off, is he telling the truth about knowing Volman or just making something up? And second off, do I feel like I can trust him? Um, <laughs> you are fairly certain, yes, he knows Volman. If you can trust him... You're not 100% sure. You can probably trust him as much as any human librarian that would have been here. Okay. He may, like, if you, if you tell him that an ancient creature is, like, possessing your mind and slowly turning you to plant rot from the inside out, you've just got about the same chances of, like, a human running and telling someone as this guy. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit better chances with him. Yeah, well, the other question is, is he just going to start trying to do experiments on me? You don't know. Yeah, how, question, You've literally... how much do I know about Beholders? Roll me a history check. That is a 11. 12, sorry. Joel, how much do you know about Beholders? <laughs> well, I know they're usually fairly sizable, big, bad, scary guys with mm -hmm. uh, lots of eyes, one big... Bad eye, and then a bunch of other smaller bad eyes. Mm -hmm. They have terrible laser beams of death and mm -hmm. other beams of death, destruction, and madness. Yep. They usually, like, I know a lot of them are not much into social activities, but there are some that definitely involve more with, like, experimentation. Uh, thus, Xanthor's Guide to Everything, yep. being him being a beholder. Right. Um, okay. You know, they're usually monsters. They shoot scary things out of all of their eyes. They are usually larger than this. But then again, you've never met one before. So that might just be, uh, you know, the whole, the fish was so big. And then it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's, that's just because it grew. Exactly. After it was out of the water. Yeah. You've never heard of one being this social? But he's been polite and courteous and you're not dead on the ground or petrified or anything else uh you do see a couple other people in the library so that's a good start it's not just like this warehouse they actually just set up to look like a library to lure yes. people in that's good yeah the illusion falls <laughs> uh no you get the feeling that if he wanted to kill you he definitely could yeah that seems about right yeah okay well you know you could probably trust him as far as you can throw him. I don't think I could throw him very far. I don't know. He does float on his own. I have a strength of eight, though. Eh. Oh, mod. 
like kind of as we're sitting and talking about mm-hmm. stuff, I'm I'm kind of the like noticing people in here. He's mm-hmm. polite. He hasn't killed me yet. I feel like he probably could. I'm gonna trust him. Okay. He he's also like enough outside of like a normal human sort of thing that I feel like he might maybe it's just Smod's own weird perception of him because he's a beholder and he's creepy looking. Maybe he understands the sort of stuff better. I also do want to point out that he has that he has not stopped reading other books just because you walked in. Yeah. So the whole lots of eyes yes. in different directions. Exactly. With that. Yeah. It's super useful. <laughs> How do you think he can get all his reading done? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I am going to uh, tell him that. Well, I uh, I am coming to investigate further on um, the Elder Gods. Ah, I see. Um, one of the books closes, and one of the eyes kind of like curls up and looks at you. Just a little unsettling. <laughs> um, anyone in particular? Um, Moander. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Two more eye stalks look at you, and the books close, and they float down onto the desk. Oh my! <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, follow me, and all of the books close, and they go down on the desk. Well, at least he had the courtesy yes. to, to divert the rest of his attention yes. to me. As you do go, though, um, you see several books that have been like just set down. Like someone's pulled them off the shelf and then set them down, fly up and sort themselves <laughs> back onto the shelves. As you proceed to walk further into this warehouse, now that you're less distracted by the fact that there is a beholder <laughs> right inside the door. Still kind of distracted by that. Still kind of distracted by that. You notice that this library is huge. The bookshelves themselves are almost two stories tall. Um, so the bookshelves are fairly tall on their own. You would either need a ladder or some form of telekinesis or something to pull books or down. the ability to hover. Or the ability to hover. It's the number one useful skill once they uh, reach, reach third level is then they can just go. They don't have to keep getting help to get <laughs> books off the library. Very useful. But uh, he leads you... Kind of back to the back section of this warehouse, which as you're as you're walking, you're looking, and it looks like so. Originally, when this was a warehouse, where all of the shelves and everything that you've walked through at this point would have been like the open warehouse area, and then as you get towards the back, there are actual rooms and doors. This would have been like where the offices and whatnot for the warehouse would have been. And he pauses at one of the doors. And you see a couple series of locks start to unlock themselves. And you see a faint magical glow around the door itself. You can do an Arcana check if you want, but it's, I mean, there's I'm... magical locks on this door. Yeah. That's pretty evident. And eventually he leads you in and he's like, this is my office where I keep some of the most uh, sensitive books. Ah, I see. Thinking to myself, well, he's either going to give me information or kill me here. Mm-hmm. As you walk into his office, uh, there's no desk or chairs or anything like that in here. But you do notice that there's not really a roof. This is where the tower in this building is. It just kind of goes up. Mm. There's not really a staircase or anything <laughs> either. But there are like piles of books that kind of go up into the tower itself almost. And he kind of slowly floats up. Leaving you, leaving you on the ground. I'll just and sit here. On the floor. <laughs> There's no chairs. I'll just stand here. Awkwardly. Yep. 
eventually he comes floating back down with a very um, is very well worn book. It almost looks like the front cover is salt encrusted, like it's been lost at sea. You've seen ships get like this when they've been out on the water for a long time in like the water washes up on the deck and if they're not cleaned properly, the salt dries out and then you basically get crystals forming. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, um, I have a number of books that mention him. This is one of the tomes that, so birds in the light. <laughs> this and is one they made with resident in the tower. That's true. He is a pet bird. This is one of the few books that only mentions him in no other Elder Gods. Mm, I see. Um, but I'm afraid most of it is illegible. It is the ravings of a madman who once was a very prominent figure until he went mad and literally set out to sea by himself on a small sailing vessel. He only took a few days' worth of rations, and we are not entirely sure how long he lived. The book itself washed up on the northern shore of Alon. The boat was empty, save for this book. But it was a good 20 years since when he sailed out that this book was found. Hmm. He slowly passes it to you. Side take the tome in my hands does it have like a title or anything nope just a super plain looking salt encrusted yep tome it looks almost like a log book for a ship hmm. like where you would write down your longitude and latitude latitude <laughs> your longitude and latitude and the time of day and where you would do the math to figure out where you are as well as like what has been loaded onto the ship and that kind of stuff. It looks more like a, a manifest than a book hmm. that someone would write in. Okay, well... And he's all of the eye stalks are looking at you currently. Okay, well, since he handed it to me, um, and curiosity perhaps gained the best of me, I open it up Okay. and look inside. All right. <laughs> On that note, Willa... <laughs> Okay. You find where is Barnabas waiting? Is I'm he like, kind of out I'm, in the garden? I'm waiting area? on the steps, kind of enjoying the sun because after that bath, my like minotaur fur is very lustrous. That was last night. Yes. Okay. It's still. Oh, like, oh, oh, I got you. Yeah. There is a shiny, gleaming minotaur, <laughs> like styling his hair in a in a small pond close to the. The temples. They gave me some horn wax, so I'm just like ablaze with sunlight right now. Well, I was annoyed initially, but, but now turns out I'm actually like glad to see you because I was worried about you guys being like lost and stuff. So I'll be like, Barnabas, hey! Willa, I'm in a very good mood right now because I'm clean, but I have to apologize because I forgot about you. Yeah, it sounded like you guys got kidnapped or something. We just had to recount pretty much everything that happened until we talked to the older lady. Everything and you get happened. to do that too. Everything that happened. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, you get to do that too. So I hope I you did. ate. Everything that happened, except for you, because we forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know, because he hasn't told me. He just said he forgot about yeah. you. I did apologize for forgetting about you. Yeah, yeah. You forgot about me and left me upstairs. 
all by myself for hours. Well, I'm sure that's not the worst thing anyone's done to you, so. Well, I, I said I'm sorry, but I don't feel that bad. Moving on. Um, where's Maude? He went to school. Oh, to do his research stuff? Yeah. Cool. Well. You know magic people. They always have to book learn or they get antsy. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I kind of need to go down lunchtime-ish to this other end to finish my business because the people I was looking for weren't there yesterday. So... I'm totally going to go with you because I'm starting to get a leg cramp from sitting here. I, I guess you can. I'm inviting myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find Maude eventually. Yeah, you know. He kind of sticks out. At the very least... <laughs> it's just the Minotaur. <laughs> At the very least, they told you to that the room was yours as long as yeah, you guys were we here. Yeah, meet back at the temple if nothing yeah. else. Because splitting the party, yay! We're really good at doing that. We'll be fine. Totally. <laughs> Has it had repercussions thus far? I mean, you're by yourself with a beholder, so. Still better than with you with the old lady. <laughs> it's all fine. Maybe next time I'll get you like a magic fidget spinner so you'll have something to focus on. Are there magic fidget spinners? The closest thing would be like a puzzle box. Like Think Shaolin Showdown. Oh, okay. There's a cultural reference no one, <laughs> no one under the age of 20 will get. Even though Maud's not here, I promise you, Maud, that I'll buy you a magic puzzle box when I get money. But since you're not here to remember that, I might not get it for you. <laughs> cool. All right, let's bounce. Through the city. All right, you two probably have about like an hour to spare before lunchtime. Yeah. I'd if... like to get there a little bit early and like actually stick out the place a little bit okay. before... Just in case, because I talk to people specifically about this person, mm -hmm. and creepy stuff is happening, like, this person's not shown up, so I'm a little bit suspicious. Okay. So. Alright, so you go back down to Tier 1, and you make your way over to the Fox's Quiver, was the name of the tavern. I'm gonna uh, ask Willa, so what are we doing? Well, why don't you go on inside and get a drink? I'm going to stick it out for a little bit just to make sure because I'm a little bit uncomfortable about some stuff. And I will meet you in there in just a minute. I respect that. We all have stuff we need to do to make ourselves comfortable. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to walk in and I'm going to ask for a water. What a good paladin. <laughs> what a poor customer. <laughs> all right. Well, not necessarily inaccurate either. Well, I just ate and it's very early so I don't want to drink anything too bad. This is the part that I did not listen to, who was the barkeeper. <laughs> it's, a, it's another day. It's a different person on ship. Yeah. I think it was a woman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a um, human woman behind the bar, polishing some glasses, and looks like she's getting ready for a probably the lunch rush. There's a few girls wiping down the tables and stuff like that. There are a few patrons in here, but not many. Okay. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna ask her for a glass of water and like some bread and a little pat of butter because I'm a little peckish. Okay. Uh, she looks at you for a second and is like, uh, yeah, sure, two, uh, two silver. Okay. And she will bring it out to you. Are you sitting at the bar? Yes. Okay. A few minutes later, she brings you some nice warm bread Ooh. with a fairly small pat of butter mm. and some water. Is it cold water? Mm, 
ish. I'm fine with what I get. I'm just gonna enjoy it. I mean, it's not like there's ice cubes floating in the top of it or anything like that. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. But so is like the air around you. So. So it's like kind of drinking nothing. It's like drinking water that you've sat, you know, in the shade. Because I don't know. I don't know. Um, it is exactly 74 degrees. Fahrenheit or Celsius? <laughs> or Anyway. Kel- uh, why don't the both of you give me some perception checks? Okay. Um, Willa, while you're outside, and Barnabas, while yes. you're inside. Because I figure you're looking around. Yeah. yeah, I'm initially going into stealth mode before I even try looking. Okay. Nine. Thirteen. For stealth? For stealth. Okay. And then my perception is a ten. <laughs> All right. Um, it's, it's really good bread, so I'm kind of distracted yeah. by it. There is a guy in the corner, like, tuning his lute, which is a little bit distracting because he's just, like, plucking that one string that's not quite in tune, and then it goes too far, and then he goes back, and... Like, it's almost just like, just stop messing with it, it'll be fine. But he keeps messing with it. How long are you waiting outside? Like, after a little bit, people start, you know, you start seeing workers and whatnot start making their way into this tavern. There's some shop workers and some laborers. Okay, maybe like 10 minutes. Okay. Just to make sure there's nobody, like, waiting to jump out. Or... Not that you can tell. I mean, you can wait until there's, like, a group going in and kind of blend in with the group and go in. I probably will do that. Okay. Kind of stop there. Uh, you successfully do not get jumped. That's good. Because no one was waiting. Cool. I am going to go up and pop up next to Barnabas at the bar. Hi! Hey, Willa. I'm kind of a little despondent because I didn't get a lot of butter. Oh, that's really sad. Excuse me, barkeeper. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, could I have an ale for myself and some extra butter? Oh, absolutely. And she will go... Just butter. <laughs> she will go and she will bring out uh, another pat of butter. This one is larger than the initial one you got. Hmm. And bring you an ale. feel like I got overcharged for this bread and water. You don't come out to bars very much, do you? No, why would I? She just wants one silver. Okay. I'll go like a fish over there. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give five. Okay. Is this the same person that I talked to before? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Um, Everyone involved seems to think so. Yes. So. Does she think so? Yes. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, yes, I remember you. Yes, yes. You remember the person I was asking you about? Have you heard anything else? Yes. Uh, Bray, she's not been in today yet, but uh, she may be in here for lunch today. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I sent word with a couple people that there was a messenger trying to deliver a package to her. Okay. I will wait around for a little bit then. Thank you. Can I get you any actual food or anything for lunch? I'm good for the moment, but maybe later. Thank you. So we're just hanging out in a bar waiting for your buddy? Yep. You're the one who chose to tag along. (laughs) Should have gone on. I bet he's having fun. Aw, come on. Just look at, listen to that loot. Isn't that beautiful? Ding, 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 ding. I can tell that this person's really trying their best. Uh, they finally stop tuning and start playing a song, but that note is still out of tune. <laughs> and it's blatantly out and of only tune. only the one. Only that one. The rest of them are fine, but that one. It's like he over-tightened it, and then when he went to loosen it a little bit, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to tune anything. <laughs> anyway... 
Maud, you have mm-hmm. a large book. Yes. It's not terribly thick, but it's decent sized because it has many columns for many different things in it. It's more long than it is tall. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. And you flipped it open and yes. tried to read it? Yeah. All right, Let's I see. need an insight check. Okay. To see how much of this you can make sense of. Ooh, nice. I'd say 17. Nice. You're staring at these words, and it's just words there for a second. But as you're looking at it, it's almost like the letters start rearranging themselves into coherent sentences. And as you're slowly looking over the pages, like, are you trying to read it from start to finish, or are you just kind of skimming it for the moment? Initially, just trying to skim and see if it's worth my while, basically. There is some information here that you already have, that you already know. Mm -hmm. Towards the back of it, there is a section on the fall of Moander that you don't, you have not seen anything like this before. The book you have, it started to talk about that, but that section had literally been like ripped out Hmm. or molded out or whatever. That section was not there by the time you got the book. Mm -hmm. Roll me a, I gotta remember... What kind of check did you do that? It's not ominous at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roll me a charisma save. Oh boy. Oh, that is a 25. Nice. You got nice. plus six. You feel a strange sense come over you, like something is trying to stop you from reading this. <laughs> You've gotten this feeling several times before. This feels exactly like when you were on the boat headed to Kingsland, and something tried to come over you at that point, but you were managed to quell it. And as you do so, you continue to read this, and everything still makes perfect sense to you at this point. It's kind of like you were skimming through it, and then you slowly started slowing down. It's like you got to parts that you did not read, and then this last section of the book you've just been reading normally. Mm. I don't know how much of this I want to talk about now, <laughs> or I just want to talk to you well, I can later. cut it if you want Yes. To. Uh, Let's go ahead and cut now, because we're at about an hour recording. We'll take a break, we'll get some brownies, and uh, we will come back. Can Maud trust this beholder? Is Willa ever going to sell that crazy sword? Will Barnabas ever be a good customer? And what even is the plot of this story? Find out all this and more. Next time on The Legends of Loam. I hope you enjoyed episode 11 of The Legends of Loam. As always, you can find maps, timelines, and other world building things at our website, thelegendsofloam.com. We are The Legends of Loam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email us at thelegendsofloam at gmail.com. Or you can find all those links and more at thelegendsofloam.com And hey, thank you for listening. Also, Wait for Willa kind of sounds like a Nicholas Sparks book. (laughs) Waiting for Willa.